Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 5 of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, award-winning author and host of the show. Every other Thursday, I chat with an author writing on the not-so-gritty end of the crime fiction spectrum. If you prefer your mystery without hardcore sex and violence, join us in the cozy corner. Welcome. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. R.V. Ramon joins me in the corner today to chat about A Will to Kill, his first Harith Threya mystery. Welcome. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. A Will to Kill introduces us to Harith Threya. Am I pronouncing his name correctly? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, an investigator of retired policemen. Uh, so would you please tell us uh, about your protagonist and what he's up to? Well, uh, he's a retired police investigator. Uh, and uh, he's a kind of a very gentle kind of a person, not, not very aggressive. Uh, the reason I constructed this um, protagonist this way is that in my earlier books, I've had uh, active police inspectors, both male and female, as, as the protagonists, uh, and I thought I should do uh, have a protagonist who's a little old, uh, who's experienced, because a key ingredient of um, how Haritatreya goes about his work is that he relies a lot on his experiences and his, his previous experiences. He's a very he's a person with a lot of imagination, which often runs wild. Uh, so I wanted somebody who could see the things which are not obvious and not leave it to too procedural a way of deducing, uh, you know, going about to crack the mystery, which was how my younger protagonists were. But this person being older, he's in a position to make those leaps uh, based on uh, his experience. Your story is a closed circle mystery. It's a, a group of people trapped in an isolated location, in this case, a, a manor house that might or might not be cursed uh, when one of them is killed. Uh, so, did, did you draw inspiration from classic closed circle mysteries? I know you, a lot of your, your characters refer to the, to the classics uh, in, in, in your book. Yes. So, let me just go back a little bit. When I started writing crime fiction, it I wrote thrillers set in corporate India. Uh, the reason was that I've always wanted to write a Conan Doyle or a Christie kind of a mystery, but never had the confidence because writing a mystery is more difficult than writing a thriller because logic, clues, all of them have to fit in. Uh, so uh, I wrote four corporate thrillers set in corporate India. Then when I had the confidence, I said I would take a shot at a Christie kind of a mystery. Now. The first thing that was struck in my mind was that whenever I write my first mystery, it is going to be in a remote manor house uh, because that's a classic uh, setting, be it Christie or Conan Doyle or the John Dixon car or any of those. So uh, there wasn't a single story set in India of that vein. And I was pretty sure that I wanted to do that first. So that's why I picked that up. Uh, put this old colonial uh, bungalow, uh, huge uh, mansion in a valley, valley, which is a real setting uh, in India. And that was something I wanted to do. So that's how I started with it. 
Going forward into the rest of the series, I intend to take the readers to different parts of India, picturesque, remote parts of India where tourists usually don't go. So my first pick was this rally in, uh, in Kunur. So, so how do you how do you decide uh, which uh, location you're going to go to for for each book? See, uh, it depends. Sometimes the location calls out to you. Uh, like in my second uh, book, the one that follows a will to kill, it's called the diary. Uh, I went to to my nephew's wedding, uh, which was again in a remote place, and I went there. It was on the banks of a river, and there was a, there was a remote island there. So as soon as I looked at the location, I felt that this was an excellent place for a close road mystery. So sometimes it is uh, the location that uh, calls out to you, which happened in my second book. Uh, sometimes I pick it up. I pick up locations based on where I want to take my readers. See, the details of the mystery can always be crafted around the setting. But the first call of where you want to take your readers is based on... Uh, uh, the location, and uh, in my case, I want to take them to different parts of India. So that's how I pick remote uh, remote locations. And I, I did notice, you know, reading a, a Will to Kill. I mean, the the descriptions were so vivid that I felt like I could, uh, you know, take your book on a trip and use it as as a travel guide. So was that intentional? Was that the the sense that you wanted to give the reader, like put them right there in the place so they could, you know, taste the tastes in the cafes and smell the smells and Yes, very much so. Uh, again, going back to my thrillers, it was uh, those thrillers are very factual. It's about action. It's about information and cracking the case. But when I come to traditional mysteries, they need to be a little gentle. They need to flow slowly. I thought it is very important for me to give a sense of India because there are very, very few mysteries set in India. So it was a very conscious thing. So when I write, I try and make sure that I take a few paragraphs to describe the location right up front so that my reader can feel it uh, as they read it. Now, both uh, A Will to Kill and A Dire Isle deal with curses. One, a uh, cursed house where lots of people have died under mysterious circumstances. And I believe it's a, a cursed lake or a cursed island, sorry, in, in A Dire Isle. Now, are, are those based on real curses or are those totally works of your imagination? Well, the, in A Well to Kill, it is completely fictional. Uh, in Dairail, the core of the uh, legend uh, is real. So when I went to this place for the wedding, I heard about this legend about uh, an old prince uh, about three, four hundred years back uh, who comes back to some of the weddings of his community uh, and participates. Uh, so I read that. I Sorry, I heard that. And the rest of the myth uh, is imagination. And all you need is a core uh, over which you can construct. One thing that I, I found interesting about A Will to Kill were the, uh, some of the names. Uh, it centers on the Fernandez family, uh, which is an Indian family. But I have to admit, Fernandez is not a name that I would associate with, with India. So how, how did the, some of the naming conventions in the, in the story come about? Um. In India, of course, you have different religions. You have the Hindu religion, you have the Islam, and you have the Christianity, three main uh, religions. Uh, generally, I use a set of names which I draw from all three communities. In this case, I because I decided to have the family as a Christian uh, family, 
because the murder takes place in a chapel and you would have a chapel only in, in a place uh, which is Christian. And Fernandez is a fairly popular Christian name in India. It probably comes from the Portuguese and the Spanish uh, uh, places. Uh, so that's how it came about. And the first names are, are general first names that you have seen, Michelle, Dora, etc. Another name that was interesting is is Greybrook Manor, which is obviously an English name. Uh, and you do give a, a little of the history of uh, why an English manor would be located in a remote mountain area in in India. Can you tell us a little a little about that? Sure. So when you look at the location, it is in the mountains, the hills of southern India. During the British rule in the 19th century and 18th century, uh, Madras or Chennai, as it is called now, was one of the two hubs where uh, the British stayed and ruled from. One was Calcutta, one was Madras. Now, Madras is on the coast, it's hot and humid. And you would find that during the summers, uh, the British would go to a hill station, and the closest hill station was Kunurenuti, where this is set, the Nil Greece. Right? So, as a result, when you go to the to Nil Greece, you find a lot of uh, English colonial manners, buildings, street names, all of that. So um, the English names and the colonial names are very, very uh, local to that region. And something like Greybrook, of course, it's an invention, it's, it's fictional, but it fits in very well uh, with some of the naming that you come across there. Uh, Grey, for, Grey something, Grey Manor or uh, Grey Street is, uh, I've seen two or three of them when I've gone there. So this name fits with uh, with the location. Now, you've got uh, two books in the series out already, and I uh, saw that book three, uh, Praying Mantis, is scheduled for release next year. Can you give us a, a sneak peek about what book three is about? Yeah. Uh, book three, the location is in the foothills of the Himalayas, which is, again, a, a remote place. Uh, there isn't a there isn't a curse in the third book as there is in the first, the first and second, uh, but it's set in an old castle in the um, in the Himalayas. Again, this is taken from a real life setting. I had uh, visited this old place. It's, it's a hotel now. The castle is a hotel, uh, so I stayed there. And the backdrop was absolutely fantastic. You have the majestic, huge Himalayas. And when the sun sets, you have um, the eastern, the, the rays coming in from the west, red, golden, and it illuminates the Himalayas. And they look as though they're made out of gold or copper. So that's how it is. Uh, and it's highly forested, uh, slopey places. And so the mystery takes place there. Another activity that takes place in that uh, area is... It's, it's home to a lot of treks. So part of the mystery is also a trekking group, which goes up. So about one-fourth of the mystery is along with the trek. Now, I listened to an interview you gave with uh, Caroline Crampton on the She Done It podcast, where you talked a lot about the uh, books that you read growing up that, you know, some of which influenced you when you were uh, creating your, your uh, Harith uh, Athreya mysteries. Uh, who are some of your favorite mystery authors? See, my first mystery author was Conan Doyle of Sherlock Holmes. I, I read it when I was in middle school. Uh, absolutely stunned by it, especially Hound of the Basketball really, uh, it stayed with me since then. 
and Christie was was uh, normal fare for all of us in my generation. There used to be always a few uh, Christie books or a Perry Mason books lying around at home, uh, so that was there. And then later on, uh, I started reading a fair bit of Edgar Wallace um, uh, and then G.K. Chesterton uh, and Ellery Queen. So both American and British authors. So a fairly wide range. One of the things then was that one was limited by the physical books one could access. There was no Kindle at that point of time. Uh, so uh, I must have read about 10 or 12 different uh, Golden Age authors. Then later in life, when I got my first Kindle, I discovered that there was a whole host of Golden Age writers whom I hadn't even heard of. So my post-retirement activity, apart from writing, is to read a lot of those. So what, what's what's next for you, aside from discovering new Golden Age authors? Uh, do you think you'll write more whodunits, or will you go back to thrillers, or something else in, entirely? I would like to do a range of stuff. Uh, there are some of my readers in India who, who have been telling me, can we have another uh, thriller, please? Corporate? Because the last one I wrote was, I think, three, four years back. So they're waiting for some more. So I will write that uh, at some point of time. Right now, I'm writing the fourth Hathraya mystery, Hathraya mystery, because I've contracted with uh, Polis and uh, Pushkin for uh, two more books. So I'm writing that, and that is going to be set in the southern part of India um, alongside a, uh, a large uh, freshwater lake, which is beside the sea, and that's also a tourist spot. The other thing I want to do, and I've started uh, writing it, is a science fiction set in India in about... 50 years into the future. I've written about half of the first draft and I stopped it because now I have to write the fourth uh, Athreya mystery. So that is something I want to do. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but I started my writing with fantasy. When my children were in school, when boys were in school, I wrote a series for them, uh, which I published on Amazon in a different name. I may go back to that. So fantasy, crime and science fiction are what I would uh, right. I would like to write humor, but I, I don't think I can do it. I, it's a very, very difficult genre to write. That's true. It's, it's being funny deliberately is quite, quite difficult. It's, it's quite a skill for people who can manage that. Yeah. That have you ever considered uh, uh, combining any of the genres, or perhaps a, uh, a mystery in a fantasy setting, or a mystery in a science fiction setting? Yes. In fact, the science fiction that I'm writing now is a combination of mystery and uh, and science fiction. Uh, so I'm attempting that. Let's see how that comes out. Oh, that sounds exciting. It'll be something to, to possibly look forward to. And uh, do you know when your, your fourth or three M mystery will be out? Well, um, this December, the third one would be out. Uh, next December is when the fourth one would be out. So, looks like we've got our uh, next two Christmases worth of Christmas presents taken care of. <laughs> yes, so it seems good. <laughs> and uh, where, where can readers uh, connect with you to find out uh, more about your mysteries and thrillers and uh, see how the uh, the science fiction's coming along? Are you on social media or do you have a website? Yes, I have a website uh, which is rvraman.com. Uh, Social media, I'm both on Facebook and Twitter. 
although I have an Insta account, I hardly look at it. It's probably <laughs> not. It's probably not something people of my generation do very much. <laughs> so I keep in touch with Twitter, a uh, little bit of Facebook, and of course my website, arbidaman.com. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining me uh, today. Uh, morning for you, evening for me uh, to chat about your your mysteries, a will to kill and a dire isle. Um, I, I look forward to getting the the second, third, and fourth one. So, uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. My guest today was R.V. Raman, the author of A Will to Kill and The Dire Isle, the first two Arith Athreya mysteries. I'm Alexia Gordon, your host. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, award-winning author and host of the show. Tune in next time for another chat with an author writing on the lighter side of crime. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>